This show is brought to you by Aggressive Marketing Solutions. Do you remember the first thing you did when you started your business? You got a website, you made a Facebook page, and you were so excited because you're gonna make millions with your new idea, but then nothing ever happened. Hosting didn't get you customers, your website wasn't doing anything for you, the only people on the internet that had success have huge followings, and your main source of new clients became the old-fashioned word of mouth. My name is Christian Hill, CEO of Aggressive Marketing Solutions, and I'm going to show you the three secrets to generate consistent leads using the internet without having a single follower. And I'm gonna do that for for free. All you have to do is visit aggressive.com today. Aggressive.com today. Hello, welcome to the VP and King show. I'm Valerie King. This is Keith Van Patten. With the VP and King show. <laughs> I'm the VP, she's the king. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are so excited today to have a very special guest with us. We have Melanie Henstrom on our on our podcast today and melanie can you hear me okay i can't i can oh good i'm glad there you are i like to see your face how are you doing today i'm doing i'm glad that you yeah it's it's a it's been a good morning around here and i'm so glad to have you so you and i met uh, about three years ago and you would you'd recently moved to Boise, Idaho from Oregon. I had just moved here from Arizona and we met up and tell me a little bit about what, what brought you here. Cause you'd been in Oregon for some time. So tell me a little bit about your path that led us to meeting. Sure. So um, I actually, my, my path for my um, choosing my, what I wanted to do when I grew up, I was a stay at home mom for 16 years. Um, what uh, started as a little girl, actually, my father was an OBGYN and every once in a while I got to go in with him for uh, baby deliveries. And I had such a love for that, that I thought for sure someday I wanted to become a nurse. Um, so when I uh, went to BYU, I started in the pre-nursing program and that just did not work out for me. Um, I actually was watching my dad sew up a knee one day and I on passed out and thought, okay, this maybe is not my path. <laughs> so I um, decided to um, do a different major and I actually worked in adoption um, and uh, helped assist social workers. I was a notary for um, parents, moms releasing their, uh, relinquishing their children. It was a, it was a pretty tough job. Um, I did that until I started having my own children. And I was a stay-at-home mom for 16 years. And then I decided um, that I wanted to do something and I didn't know what um, once all of my kids were in school full-time. And so I kind of explored some different options and thought about doing a birth doula um, certification and then realized that was not gonna work with six children. So then I learned about postpartum doula work and I did that for several years where I would go in. Basically we are the mom of the mom is what we, we call a postpartum doula. We help serve doing whatever that mom needs to help um, help with. So breastfeeding help, um, laundry, shopping, cleaning, taking care of other children so that mom and babe can rest is kind of what we did. And I, I enjoyed doing that for several years, but really realized that my passion was in assisting, helping moms to be more successful breastfeeding and felt compelled to go back to school to get my international board certification for lactation consultant. And so I went, um, I went back to school for a year. We had to do 90 lactation specific um, credits 
and um, all of my health credits um, actually from when I was a pre-nursing major counted, which was really awesome. And then I um, had to do 500 clinical hours. And so I was really blessed with some amazing mentors in Portland and um, got all of those clinical done almost to the day before we moved to Boise, which was really a blessing. Um, my husband um, was part of the 12,000 that were laid off from Intel uh, uh, almost four years ago. And um, so uh, our family was very blessed to find a new job here in Boise within a couple of months, uh, just in time to get our kids in school that year. And um, so we moved to Boise and it has been a huge blessing for my work because um, as soon as I got here, I, I got a job at Treasure Valley Midwives and was working there and then sat for my international board exam soon thereafter and passed and um, worked there for almost two years. And then um, I broke off and did my own business, um, Baby Bonds, and have been loving that. I have my own clinic here in Boise and I do in-home visits. Um, and then uh, obviously most people come to my clinic because it's cheaper if they do that. Um, and now offering virtual consults, which is a whole new, I have done that in the past for people out of state, um, but I'm doing a lot of virtual consults right now as people are concerned about having any exposure to COVID. Wow. I, that, I just, there's so many different pieces in there that I wanna talk about, <clears throat> but I would really love to hear about how you, how you decided to make that decision to go from what you're doing and to creating your own business with baby bonds and explain a little bit about what your passion was behind creating that business and what it what it kind of entails what does what does baby bonds mean if someone were to look that up on the internet uh what is it that they would find and why would they want to go there in the first place who's your market that you're looking for mm -hmm. Sure. So, and interestingly enough, I, there's been times where I thought, oh, maybe I should change my name now that my focus is breastfeeding specifically. Um, but when I first created my business, I wanted something a little catchy. So I thought of a, something with an alliteration um, and of course, something to do with babies. I, when I was a postpartum doula, I was also teaching infant massage. I was certified in that. Um, and so I couldn't really have a name that was specific to postpartum doula work or specific to infant massage. Um, and I had created my logo, oh, probably uh, eight years ago when I was doing postpartum work. And so I've just kind of carried it with me. Um, and as my um, training has increased, I've let a lot of my other certifications go, like my lactation educator, um, infant massage, postpartum doula. It doesn't make sense to continue to pay that, those certifications when I am mainly focusing on lactation. Um, as far as finding me, um, I have been, um, I guess most people would type in like lactation consultant or IBCLC, um, breastfeeding support. Um, a lot of people will um, Google tongue tie and I will come up because that's what I focus and, and specialize in. Um, so a lot of people um, probably find me, my SEO is actually luckily really good um i've i have a little a uh, couple of tricks that i have learned uh, actually did them on my own i'm not going to share them right <laughs> uh, anyway it might give away some some information that might that might hurt my my competition but um i do have a really good seo so if you type in boise lactation consultant i'm one of the top two that come up 
um, up there with St. Luke's. So I feel pretty proud of that um, accomplishment. Um, actually, most of my um, people, though, that find me are through word of mouth. Um, other moms that have had my support and have seen the amazing turnaround from having their baby's tongue tie released and how that just completely changes the breastfeeding relationship. And um, I would say 90% of my referrals are from other moms. And the Google search is rarely used, although I still work, you know, still like to have it number one, one or two up there on the SEO, but. That's great. So your business, uh, you've been in business for how long with baby bonds? Um, so I would, I would, I yeah, probably around eight years that I've been, I had it specifically, but for my own private practice here in Boise, it's been almost mm -hmm. two years. Excellent. And, oh, go, go, ahead. Ahead, go ahead. Oh, so I would love if you could dive in a little bit because you, you use that term tongue tie yeah. and how that's made mm -hmm. such a difference with the babies. But you and I have had conversations where it even extends way beyond just babies and breastfeeding. Can you talk a little bit about what tongue tie means and kind of the impact that it has and what happens when it's released? You bet. So um, we have, uh, a, a very, I believe, a very high amount of babies that are being born with tongue tie, and most of them are not caught and found. Um, so we have obvious tongue ties where the tie is uh, goes all the way to the tip of the tongue, and we have ties that are so submucosal. Or... Are you just talking like the frenulum? What do you, when you say tongue right. tie, what does that mean? Yeah, the frenulum. So um, everyone on this planet has a frenulum. Um, so just because you have a frenulum doesn't mean you're tied. If the, the frenulum comes to the tip of your tongue, then you are tied. If the frenulum looks normal, or if you lift your tongue and you can't see it unless you kind of push into the base of the tongue, it can be submucosal. <laughs> so um, even those individuals, can be, those individuals still can be considered tied. So we go based upon symptoms. That's pretty tight, my dear. <laughs> oh no! So, <laughs> so some of the symptoms we look no, for in babies would include um, uh, hypertonicity. So these babies really often are hypertonic, especially as they if they have colic symptoms and they're in pain. Um, as they compensate because the tongue's not functioning optimally, they'll start to engage their cheeks and their jaw and their neck to try to get their food and those muscles will tighten up and it becomes harder and harder and more of a challenge, it really tires them out. So a lot of times these babies are called lazy feeders, but they're actually the most hardworking feeders and it wears them out. So they become very sleepy during a feed and very inefficient. Um, we see a lot of nipple damage, painful feeds. Um, sometimes mom's milk will not ever come in fully if a baby is really tied. Sometimes we'll see milk will come in, but around two to three months, that milk supply will start to wane and babies will stop gaining. And the reason for that is milk is hormonally driven for the first few months, and then it is a supply and demand. So if a baby's not efficiently draining the breast, the milk supply will um, start to go down more and more and more over time. So we, if we see a baby that's frustrated at the breast or we get a good latch and they shallow out, those are all signs of a tie. So some of the things that um, we, we look for, um, as we're, as we're basically anything that you see that breastfeeding is not optimal should be assessed is a good way to look at that. If there's no other major reason 
for the baby, you know, no cleft palate, baby's not preemie. Um, those there, if there's no other major reason and they're having breastfeeding problems of any kind, they should be assessed for ties. And as far as adults, um, it, it goes, and, and the other thing that's really, really important, the sooner we get this, the more likely this baby is to have optimal health long-term. And the reason for that is when we have a tethered tongue, then it's not resting on the upper palate. The upper palate then will often go and collapse and go high and narrow. We get what's called a cathedral palate. Um, and that cathedral palate then is the start of your airway. So you have a really narrow airway, which then will cause um, airway disturbances for sleep. We have that chronic fight or flight all night release of cortisol and adrenaline. We um, can have major, major health issues from anywhere from um, you know, the lack of oxygen can cause heart problems, can cause what Dr. Zink believes autoimmune diseases um, due to gut health issues because of that chronic fight or flight all night long. So there's, it's huge. And when we have a functional tongue and breastfeeding, um, that palate can often be widened because that tongue will help shape the palate. The entire mid face is developed better when we are breastfeeding with a functional tongue. So um, it's huge. And some of the symptoms we see in adults are migraines, tight neck and back, sleep apnea, asthma, allergies, TMJ, cavities, because they can't move their tongue around to clean their teeth. Um, my, I already said migraines, um, acid reflux, uh, food intolerances, um, behavioral issues, because we know that if we have gut health issues then and sleep issues, we then in turn often are seeing those ADHD when we talk about leaky gut and things like that. So this is huge. This is like, if, if anyone knew and understood the importance of this, they would want to be assessed for TICE. So if you have any of those symptoms, and a lot of people will say, well, I only have migraines. I don't have all those other symptoms. That doesn't matter. If you have any of those symptoms, then it's, it, it warrants a consideration for a release of the tongue. So me as an adult five years ago, I had migraines, I had um, sleep apnea, I had acid reflux, food intolerances, scoliosis, uh, a Dowager's hump, which is the hump on the back of your, of your neck. Um, all of those things have com either completely gone away or improved tremendously post-release, including my scoliosis, gone. Dowager's hump, gone. Acid reflux, completely gone. Migraines, I don't have them anymore. I did um, here and there after my release for a couple years, but they went from several a year to a couple a year, and now the last few years I've had none. So it's been life-changing for my health. Um, my food intolerances are much, much better. In fact, I would say um, pretty much gone. Um, I used to not be able to have dairy. It would cause me major inflammatory problems, gone. So, um, we, and we even see with our babies, we'll see um, a eczema um, from when we don't really even know what the, the reason is for that eczema. Um, is it a food intolerance? Is it lack of um, the tongue stimulating the vagus nerve to release digestive enzymes? Is it um, a suck, swallow, breathe stress response because they're choking on their milk? But post-release, the eczema almost always disappears within a few days. It's crazy to see it. Um, so we're just seeing some tremendous, incredible results from this tongue tie release. And um, you can't dispute it when you see what what's happening in my clinic. It's really amazing.
It's pretty fascinating. I'm like mind blown right now. <laughs> you know I know, right? That's <laughs> so cool. That's so awesome. So when you say a tongue release, what is what does that mean? Like what what does that sure. entail for like an an adult or a baby? Sure. So um my favorite technique for babies is actually a diode laser. Um, it's a contact laser that only lasers the connective tissue under the tongue. Um, and so we don't get any burn onto the muscle. So our babes that are um, doing that with this technique tend to have a lot less inflammation, a lot less pain, a lot less uh, reattachment. Um, and then for adults, I would say I prefer the CO2 laser or scissor um, and then doing a stitching of the of, up of the wound. So um, a lot of people will go and say, well, like this was my, my situation. Um, I went to several providers that were all educated on posterior ties. So when I lifted my tongue, it looked completely normal. I had good extension. I was able to stick my tongue far out. I was able to lift it fine. Um, you could see my frenulum, but it seemed to be functioning fine. My tongue was nice and long and everyone told me you're not tied. And I said, well, I have all of those symptoms. I wanna be released anyway. So I finally found a provider that was willing to do that for me. And sure enough, I was right. And those symptoms have gone away or, or improved tremendously. So um, a lot of people, and this happens with babies too all the time. I'll have people come in and say, I just don't know what to do. I've been to all these providers. Everyone says my baby's not tied. And I um, say, well, what are the symptoms? And as soon as we hear the symptoms, the story indicates a tie. And so um, we, like I said, we can always find a frenulum on someone, but we look at the where it's placed, we look at how um, short it is, and more than anything, we look at symptoms because we can have plenty of babies that have what looks to be a totally functional tongue. Um, the other things we do for assessment while we're in there is we'll do um, some sec, uh, a sec exercise to check the lingual strength. Um, we also check lateralization ability, extension, um, the palate to make sure if we, if we see a really high narrow palate, that's another indicator that that tongue has not been resting on the upper palate like it's supposed to be um, in utero and development. Um, so there's a lot of things that we do look at for assessment. The other thing we'll see with these tied babies is they often will have these incredibly tight, just huge cheeks. And so we'll start when we go in and we will massage one finger in, one finger out. We'll feel just this muscle body that is just super tight and they do not like us working on their mouths. Um, and that's because they're, they're using their cheeks to try to get the milk. So the tongue is supposed to do a full peristalsis motion like this to, to create the negative pressure to draw the milk from the breast. But with tied babies, they're doing more of a thrust like this. And that middle of the tongue is tied and they're not able to elevate in the middle to create the negative pressure. So when they can't create it, they engage the cheeks, they engage the jaw, they're very chompy, um, and they'll suck more like a, like a fish to try to get that milk out which is very, very inefficient. And if they're lucky, they have a mom with a strong letdown and they're able to get, you know, the milk sometimes will just pour into their mouth once they stimulate a letdown. But for other babies that aren't so lucky, if mom's supply is lower or their letdown is not um, significant, they will often be failure to thrive or have to feed for up to an hour sometimes just to get a full feed. Um, so anytime we have a feed really that goes longer than 20, 25 minutes, that is also another indicator of a tie. 
Well, thank you. Yeah. Like, this has been That's amazing. Good. I feel like we need to do another hour. <laughs> but unfortunately, right now, we're... I'm happy we're, to go uh, longer. <laughs> yeah. In a future time. Yeah, we'll definitely bring you on in the future for sure. Um, if you don't mind, maybe share a little bit in closing here of uh, how people can connect with you, whether it's just online or a, a website or social media or whatever it is. How can someone connect with you? You bet. So um, babybonds.us. So think of babybonds.us. So it's not .com, it's .us. Um, I also have a Facebook page where my events are posted. Um, I often am offering free breastfeeding classes. I have one coming up um, next Wednesday night online um, if you're interested in joining for that. Um, I did not get so lucky to grab baby bonds for Instagram. That's a different person, but you can find me Melanie Hunstrom on Instagram. Um, I am um, offering virtual consults right now. I actually am doing them for 50% off for people that can afford it and free for those that are in financial need, either having lost their job or are struggling financially during this difficult time. Um, as far as um, whether or not we do releases during this time, we basically put a hold on it unless it's an urgent case. So if we have a failure to thrive baby or a mom who's losing her milk or a baby that's um, causing significant damage to mom, those would be considered urgent. In all other cases, we're coming up with a care plan to kind of push things off until um, hopefully um, we are all safer and healthier to go out and be um, exposing to each other. So um, that's kind of what we're doing right now. And we're just kind of keeping people on a call back when things are better for those that are making do with how things are now. Thank you for all you do, yeah, honestly. You are making a, yeah, you're making strides in your arena. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful to have you on today. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. It's been fun. This show is brought to you by Aggressive Marketing Solutions. Do you remember the first thing you did when you started your business? You got a website, you made a Facebook page, and you were so excited because you're going to make millions with your new idea. But then nothing ever happened. Hosting didn't get you customers. Your website wasn't doing anything for you. The only people on the internet that had success have huge followings. And your main source of new clients became the old-fashioned word of mouth. My name is Christian Hill, CEO of Aggressive Marketing Solutions, and I'm going to show you the three secrets to generate consistent leads using the internet without having a single follower. But I'm going to do that for free. For free. All you have to do is visit aggressive.com today. Aggressive.com today.